Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 458, When to Sell, Anatomy of 10 Failed Investments, by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. And I am your host and narrator, Dan. I'm here each Monday through Friday reading to you from some of the very best personal finance blogs on the planet. And thank you all for listening on this Wednesday. If you didn't know, we actually have four other podcasts in our little family where we read blogs to you. It's not just this one. We also have the original podcast in the family, Optimal Living Daily, as well as Optimal Health Daily, Optimal Business Daily, which was recently renamed, and Optimal Living Daily Relationships. Subscribe to all of them to get a lot more blogs read to you for free. But for now, let's get to today's post right here on OFD as we optimize your life. When to Sell, Anatomy of 10 Failed Investments by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com Warren Buffett turned me down for an interview. It was his secretary, Debbie B., who wrote me back. Quote, Thanks for the nice note. However, Mr. Buffett has asked me to turn down all requests. His plate is more than full now, even at the age of 84. End quote. Then I asked her if it was true mentioning her name at Gorat's, an Omaha steakhouse will get you an extra boat of gravy when you order the hot roast beef sandwich. I heard that once. She told me it won't, but you can probably get it anyway without mentioning her name. Anyway, you don't have to talk one-on-one with Buffett to learn from him. Every year, he writes a letter to shareholders that you can read for free online or by a compilation. I've been combing through them, taking notes, and one event that stood out to me was his investment in Freddie Mac, the mortgage loan company. In the 1988 letter, he wrote, quote, We made major purchases of Federal Home Loan Mortgage PFD, Freddie Mac, and Coca-Cola. We expect to hold these securities for a long time. In fact, when we own portions of outstanding businesses with outstanding managements, our favorite holding period is forever, end quote. Yet in 2000, he sold his Freddie Mac shares. Quote, We try, therefore, to keep our estimates conservative and to focus on industries where business surprises are unlikely to wreak havoc on owners. Even so, we make many mistakes. I'm the fellow, remember, who thought he understood the future of economics of trading stamps, textiles, shoes, and second-tier department stores, end quote. What's impressive is he held this investment for 12 years, considering studies show the average holding period is just three months. Here's the thing about investing. When you're only investing for three months, you're not really investing, you're trading, and trading is what destroys your potential wealth. Want proof of this? One study found that investors who fiddled around with their investments earned 6.5% less than those that didn't. 
One of the students taking my course told me during the recession she didn't bother looking at her investments because she was too scared to. She said she would have panicked and pulled her money out, and we know that would have been at the worst possible time. So you can make more money investing and work less at it if you simply hold for long periods of time. And holding is probably the only edge individual investors have anymore. Here, let me show you an example of how holding can work. In 2009, I bought shares in the video game publisher Activision Blizzard. Over the next four years, they lagged the market by 69%. It's hard sitting there watching your money underperform the market year after year when you can make more money with a savings account. But now, eight years later, these shares are crushing the market by 266%. So you're probably always better off doing nothing. But if you want to sell, here's the basic criteria I use. Held for at least five years. The story isn't believable anymore. And the company hasn't performed. Like Buffett, I'm never quick to sell, and when I do, I see it as an opportunity to become a better investor. When you sell, you should be refining how you invest and improving your ability to make better decisions. As a result, your portfolio should improve. You can be intentional about this. I track everything I've sold in a spreadsheet and look at this frequently. It helps me constantly assess my thinking about past investments. Second, I write down my reasons for selling in an investing journal. I keep that in Google Docs. Every so often, I'll revisit the reasons why I sold and spend some time thinking about if my decisions were logical and objective. Here, I can show you what this looks like. Everything I've ever sold along with a snippet of reasoning. BMW. I bought a position in 2006 and sold four years later at a 1.03% gain. I didn't like the auto industry because it's capital intensive and doesn't grow very fast. Dolby Laboratories. I bought in 2006 and sold in 2015, taking a 6.48% loss. I didn't believe they could convert consumers to new technologies like mobile and streaming. FedEx. I bought a position in 2006 and sold five years later at a 17.18% loss. They continued to show slow and steady growth, but I wanted to redeploy the capital in better opportunities. Gap. I bought this retailer in 2006 and sold a year later at a 0.19% gain. I thought the apparel retail sector was too competitive and consumer tastes changed too fast. Markle. I bought this baby Berkshire in 2006 and sold five years later at a 0.59% gain. This specialty insurer continues to outperform the market, but I wasn't interested enough to follow it. Quality Systems. I bought this healthcare tech company in 2007 and sold eight years later at a 1.34% loss. It outperformed the market for years, but over time, I lost faith in their ability to grow market share. Royal Caribbean Cruises. Attempting to diversify my portfolio in 2007, this pure play seemed like a good approach. I decided I didn't like cyclical sectors and sold in 2009 at a 59.48% loss. Travel Zoo. I bought a tiny position in this daily deal site in 2011 and sold four years later at a 77.81% loss. I didn't think they had an ability to grow cash flow and net income. Unit Corporation. I bought this oil and natural gas company in 2007 in order to diversify my portfolio. I decided I didn't like cyclical sectors and sold in 2011, taking a 5.04% loss. Value Line. I bought a position in this financial services company in 2007 and two years later sold at a 32.44% loss. I didn't think they could grow cash flow and net income. Remember, doing less leads to higher returns, and that's why I hate selling. But I also understand that it can hurt you more to keep holding. 
And I always see investors getting hung up on this, especially when they're looking at a loss. They think about what they paid or where an investment has been and calculate their chances of getting back to even. But the market doesn't know or care about what you paid. The only thing that matters is if your money is invested the best way it can be going forward. Sometimes that means selling and moving on. And even Buffett does that. You just listened to the post titled When to Sell, Anatomy of 10 Failed Investments by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. And again, if you're interested in hearing more blogs being narrated to you for free, please check out our other four shows. They are Optimal Living Daily, Optimal Health Daily, Optimal Business Daily, and Optimal Living Daily Relationships. You can search for the word Optimal in the podcast app of your choice, and all five of our shows should pop up. And that'll do it for today. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.